fucking god. I'm going to cut that out. Hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome to Left Look. It's Thursday, January 24th, and I'm here with my best buddies, uh, DJ. Hello. And Jacob. Hello, sir. And we have a guest this week, if you didn't already put that together. It's Adam. Our first guest. I'm the first guest? Holy shit. Yeah, You're the we first are... guest. We've been, he's an avid listener. He's pretending he doesn't know that he's the first guest. He's our instrumentation and musical talent and first guest, though. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That's uh, better than being the first way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of Adam's handiwork there. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yep. I did that. One. We appreciate it deeply because we were committing a crime with our last. Uh, it's, no, we were using it for commentary purposes. <laughs> Parody only. Yep. Um, Welcome to Left Look. This is a premier independent podcast from the Gatineau Institute where we'll be talking to look at Canadian international arts, cultural entertainment to provide you with an unbiased left wing perspective. You'll see YouTube premier podcast independent on the Institute Gatineau and Independent Strong, so there's a diverse small Canadian international perspective impartial at the gauche. I hope that slur effectively becomes like true Quebecois eventually. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how the language developed. Uh, that's how language develops broadly, but I doubt it. That language in particular. <laughs> yeah, that's pod- podcast introductions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but Quebecois is a huge podcasting language. Mm just it's it's huge montreal the montreal dialect huge in podcasting adam's yeah, actually uh, so we've had him on because he's one of those guys who reads chomsky for the linguistics and that's explicitly why we've had him on this week we've just we're really going to break down the undulations and the translations from n's to l's yeah. and things yeah. like that that's it's my gonna, thing he's what? really the most boring man on earth adam tell us a little bit what's your favorite book by chomsky uh shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to say all of them. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah. his most recent one is his best. He's just getting better. Okay. All right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. His his later work is uh, it's much more refined. Yes. Absolutely. He's. Uh, I've read Chomsky books. I just couldn't remember them off the top of my head. He, he, I don't believe you. You'd think he'd fall off as he gets older, but he's still just chomp skin at the bit. Chomp skin at the bit. No, I read a Chomsky book, correction. I invented one in my mind because another one's like a, a lecture notes between a conversation, Ugh. a famous conversation that he and Foucault had one time. I've read no, a that's lot not, of that's Foucault, not a book. So. Imagine being so leftist that you just invent Chomsky books in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man... I'm so leftist that I'm like, man, I don't know if Foucault is like an acceptable position to have anymore. You know, like the way he dismisses Marxism so explicitly is just like a a terrible position to have in modern yeah. philosophy. And it kind of dismisses yeah. like any work that he brings. Yeah, he Foucault can fook can off. Fook off. <laughs> Parallel thinking. Yeah. Yeah, we have two Julians on the show tonight. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Julian 1 and then the Echo. I do just want to distinguish myself, though, and say that I did actually have to read Chomsky for the linguistics. Really? Yeah, because it's terrible. programming languages. Oh, that's interesting. In what way? 
I, I don't know his theory of language can be applied to programming languages. Oh, I see. Yeah. Did that so just broadly? Did that, like, did that cancel out the Ayn Rand that you read in high school? <laughs> yes. Set was me straight Julian back. I- was Julian an Ayn Rand? Attic, I think for some reason he was reading. I, I think Atlas shrugged. Yeah, gave yeah. It a shot. Neil Peart liked it. Yeah, Neil Peart. Look what happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rode a motorcycle died. across the country and died. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's just a, a terrible ideology. But you know, we all did weird things in our teen years, becoming an path a, to yeah. enlightenment. I've I've had a lot of discussions about Neil Peart, but he was repentant yep. about liking Ayn Rand in his later years, and he uh, not even his later years. Like the, that was when he was in like college, when he was into it, when he was writing those early Rush albums, and then yeah. Oh, the, oh, I thought, you, I thought you were talking so about dis- Julian still. The world oh, is yeah. so dystopic <laughs> and sad, with like also no repentant. amount of uh, room for artistic expression. That like. Neil Peart, like someone I think who like has a lot of bangers, like really good artistic uh, takes on linguistics. I have no ability to appreciate music, but whatever. Uh, even if he was enraptured by like the libertarian Ayn Rand ideology, it wouldn't matter that much to me because everything else is so shitty that that being shitty just doesn't ruin the goodness in it for me. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think, you know artists draw their inspiration from certain things and but they end up creating something that can inspire others in a completely different way like it's, uh, i think artists are just like oracles they're just like they have seizures and uh, you know and rapture and uh, um, uh, are able to tap into the zeitgeist but are mostly morons like yeah this conversation sucks let's talk about the cat movie no uh, i i gotta talk about steven crowder first yeah. okay yeah, it's yeah, gonna sure. get worse before it gets better yeah, no, only only quickly. Uh, uh, Steven Crowder uh, was mentioned on the last episode, we thought, maybe a couple episodes ago. It doesn't matter. Uh, he's in the news uh, re- right now because uh, Ben Shapiro's company offered him $50 million, and he's making this big stink about how uh, Ben Shapiro's company uh, buddies up to big tech, and he rejected the offer, and it's because if he gets demonetized on YouTube or Twitter, he like loses 10% per big company he uh, he gets uh, demonetized on. But, you know, it was like $50 million. That's like so much money for what he fucking does. Yeah. And, but uh, the, there was been all this drama on the right, intra, intra-right uh, violence, and a take that I haven't seen yet that I'm going to put out into the internet mm-hmm. is that Candace Owens is uh, taking advantage of this to uh, mend her Kanye drama that was just like two weeks ago where she was like on the side of like, uh, a Jew hating black <laughs> Hitler, right? And at the same time, she's working for Ben Shapiro, who is like the most Jewish <laughs> man in America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so her fucking immediately jumping on this fight over some bullshit contract thing, like with all the violence and ability to draw cameras towards it as possible, is because she fucked up not like three weeks ago and nobody can remember a month ago. And that's what that's going on. That's the end of that bit. Thank you. Thank you for letting us formally know. Um, I I didn't, I knew very few people uh, who you just talked about. Um, but I'm sure everyone who found it informative thanks you. Yep. So on, Nobody on a watches scale, this show. On a scale of 
Neil Peart to Kanye West. How redeemable is your right wing ideology? <laughs> <laughs> My right wing. Like, if, if for like, at what point does it get to a point where like you can separate the music you, that they create? If from... you are, if you're a, an actually like an awake person, like not an NPC, and you can form a consistent thought and a political ideology, I hold you to a radically different standard than the everyman. Yeah. In my eyes, Kanye's already redeemed just because he wrote in Paris. Um, yeah, like, Kanye, there's no ability for me to hate Kanye, because he's just, he's just off. He's just a sick man. No, I, I mean. totally agree. I, I think he's just, he's been given a platform, and he shouldn't, Yeah, like, he, he shouldn't be talking. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> the only he's a sick man, he needs help. Like, that's been clear for a long time, and we're just seeing, you know, him spiral. The only reason he had the ability to succeed in, uh, at all is because, you know, the environment, the capitalist structure encourages only, like, the most con man, the most psychopathic con mans that get imaginable, right? And him just, like, believing that he's black Jesus or whatever is just, like... Jesus. Yeah, the, the, the most end times capitalist expression of that, the post-late, whatever you want to call it. Let's talk about Puss in Boots. This is depressing. Oh, what? Our show has to be happy now? No, but like... <laughs> fact, yeah, we don't have a good streak there. Yeah. Named an episode just a little bit of a go. The first happy episode, like, <laughs> some kind of sulk boy. <laughs> like, jeez. Yeah, we're um, just three sulky soy, soy boys. Four. Four today, yeah. It felt like an accusation, because I'm, I'm definitely the sulkiest, right? I'm Eeyore. So, that's fine. Um, he says with the dejection goth, the gothest <laughs> resident of the hundred acre wood oh for sure so Christopher Robin is probably on the opposite end of the spectrum there sorry I'm all about spectrums today that's you're right. on the spectrums and that makes sense um, it's not just today you're all about spectrums is how I should have wittily responded to that <laughs> yeah. uh, it's okay it's okay <laughs> you're on the spectrum don't worry uh, thank you um the, so after uh, we reviewed Avatar: The Way of Water, we, oh, uh, great movie. DJ, it was uh, an, a movie, uh, <laughs> but anyways, after uh, we reviewed that, DJ sent a meme to the group chat, and it was uh, like one of those memes where a, a, a beta is looking at a Chad, and the, in this case, the beta was the Avatar two and its to Rotten Tomatoes reviews with its you know critic and. Uh, audience uh, score of like a combined 82 average or some mm. shit like that and puss in boots which has like a 98 or some nonsense or a 95 you know something mm. incredible i don't look it up i don't know facts i just spread misinformation <laughs> but, you got uh, the idea the idea yeah. is there uh, i think they had the same audience score right. no, no it was very similar audience score but the critic scores were very different uh-huh yeah. yes and this was this was weeks ago mind you i'm sure it's different now if yeah, one were to look it up flattened out for sure that makes sense but it's in, uh, it's incredible i i thought it was a great movie like <laughs> i did I, really uh, like it yeah yeah i uh like beyond avatar 2 i th i almost thought man i would go see that in theaters had i not seen it already pirating it from the internet and i guess that's the difference and why i'd like my all these complaints of, about avatar 2 <laughs> that are going to manifest in the yeah. form of my praise because you went to see it with your friends 
Yeah, I went to see Avatar 2 with a group of people. I Like, I never do that. And Jim Cameron's like, you do what I fucking tell you, right? And, mm-hmm. and no matter what praise I can give to Puss in Boots, and I'm going to give some pretty high fucking praise, it just doesn't stock up to the fact that, like, I am Jim Cameron's bitch, and I am going to go see Avatar 3. Like, I'm not going to see Avatar 3. Yeah, what? that's... I, me neither. Good, <laughs> let's... let's I, I just thought because the group uh, was going to go, but if one other uh, person stands up first, I'm right behind you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, uh, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yums. I know <laughs> I know Julian liked the movie. That's great. Big yum. I, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever hated a movie more. <laughs> like, since, <laughs> since watching it. I've never hated a movie since, more. I've seen worse movies, but like, since watching it and just thinking about it and like reading about it, yeah, just I don't know. I just it, it grosses me out. We put a pretty <laughs> scathing uh, review out, me and DJ, between the two of us on the way of fodder. But you think you're like beyond that? You're like repulsed by it, eh? Yeah, I listened to your episode today, and I was like, they were way too nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we're dealing I with was... the internet the internet loves it right most people are just off right they're like oh it's so pretty like i don't, uh, the, I don't even think it looks good like i like yeah the good. the three like sure the technology is i guess good but like the cool the cool thing for me about the first movie which also wasn't my favorite but like i enjoyed it at the time it, it was like kind of like a cool alien world and like, there was like all these cool creatures and you know the, the bioluminescence and all of the you know the floating mountains and all that cool stuff but then this whole movie takes place on the fucking beach <laughs> like <laughs> like and then like swimming around a coral reef and stuff like <laughs> you're, you're, that could have been being on unfair adam when it's not on the beach they do do shot for shot remakes of the original movie <laughs> yeah so i mean that's not my biggest like you know, issue I have with the movie. What is it? You have Why are you repulsed? I'm... I just didn't like it. Like it was just. It felt every... soulless. It felt like a soulless cash grab. Like I said, I okay. don't think it was a cash grab. I think James Cameron fully has his heart in this thing. I just think he's not a good writer. <laughs> Ooh, man, that's that is a, such a like. Have you seen Alien? Like, <laughs> I've seen Alien. I don't think Aliens is a particularly well written movie. It's fun. It's entertaining. I think. I mean, that I, I I'm. I accept that aliens 30 years later can just be a soulish cash grab and just be like light entertainment and just be okay. You know what I mean? But like Avatar 2, he's like made out to be his like a uh, magnum opus, you know, like yeah. his life. And all of that, that sends a and message. like in a complete vacuum, if I'd seen this movie and it was by some like, you know, no name guy and you know, I probably wouldn't like it, but it wouldn't, you know, make the i wouldn't hate it you know but in in like given the context of the amount of money that was put into this movie how this is this director's supposed you know magnum opus thing that he's you know put his whole soul into and then this is what comes out it's just sad like i <laughs> sad yeah well like, i'm glad that you're and i know and it speaks to it. a lot of people i'm i'm glad people like it. i like tons of stupid bullshit too but like <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's just every fucking line of dialogue was just bad. And every character Sully was just not. Together. And it's like every character was just so unlikable to me. Um, That's not true. Uh, there every, a couple characters I liked. Ahab no, was a crowd favorite. I hated. He was maybe my least favorite. <laughs> 
Jesus. You're just a dour man, maybe. I, I like we most things. You I like most things. That We're is true. I very rarely, I like very things. rarely see a movie that I don't like. I could that, usually find something I like in a movie. This was the true. first time in a long time that I have seen something, and I was just like, no, not for me. <laughs> Okay, yeah. On um, to on to Puss in Boots here. Puss in well. Boots. Love Puss in Boots. It was really cool. So we invited Adam on because uh one, he did our music and we're looking to get into interviews, but you know, and this is a light <laughs> transition. But two, I knew that he had watched the entire animated series on <laughs> Disney Plus. And I know I'm kinda outing him saying that to no, like no. an online crowd, but like I don't think it's a negative at all. And honestly, it's not I, I appreciate the lore master position that you can occupy here tonight. Like, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you did invite me on because I hadn't thought about that series in a long time, but I really did like it too. It was, I mean, I think on IMDb, it's like a Dude, for you to come in something. here and just shit all over Avatar 2 and then just be like, the Puss in Boots animated <laughs> series. I 100% stand by it though. Like, it, it is... The the animated series, you know, it, it's kind of it's cute. It's well written, and it's like, you know, there's some good jokes in there. And it was just, it was a nice. I think there was like twelve episode seasons, five or six seasons, and like, it was just a nice kind of story. And it, it 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 wasn't like every episode was, you know, there was like a monster of the week kind of thing, but um, you know, there was a story progression throughout the whole thing too and i just i liked it and this movie reminded me a lot of that series honestly <laughs> mainly because of the character was in boots <laughs> was in both of them but uh Does yeah it was kind of the same Banderas voice in the animated series no well? no there's a pretty convincing stand-in for the series but I, uh, no, he was I... missed I started watching it today, and uh, about three minutes in, I realized I couldn't peg if it was Antonio Banderas or not, and I was like, I'm just going to watch it, and then I'll look at the end, and then mm. uh, he, it was him, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised because, like, I'd already fallen in love with the movie and thought it was a great character. He was a great character and had done well and all that shit, but, like... Yeah, he did, he did a really good reprisal of the role. Did you guys... I don't know if we're going to be have like a, a structured discussion about the movie or go turn by turn, but I was going to ask, did you find the movie funny? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, no. there was some, there were some lines that were obviously, you know, intended for a more family audience and, <clears throat> and a lot of, you know, visual gags that were maybe a little crass, but, uh, yeah, I, when, weird. when the, yeah, on on the whole, I'd say probably not. But there were some very funny lines and very funny yeah, moments yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. There were there, there were, were definitely moments, moments, but like it wasn't. It didn't live up to the Shrek uh, genealogy, where it's like there should be some terrible fucking really crass humor that children don't get, and it's like directly to the adult audience. This was just like a really uh, family oriented movie, in my opinion. Mm. Like really well wholesome yeah and like I, when I, I accepted I, sorry dj no go ahead i was just gonna say when when i accepted okay this is like a family movie it's not i'm not gonna find it funny i i found myself enjoying it a lot more like for what it was and mm-hmm. yeah and yeah i think i think to compare maybe. wait your turn <laughs> i want to talk i want to <laughs> say a thing i think to compare in that same vein 
that uh you know it that it that it is a family movie that it's not trying to be shrek is you know it, it wants to be a, a film of its own merit you know mm. S- similar to uh, or comparatively to the, the the first film which was very much like an offshoot of the shrek franchise trying to capitalize I, on it i this don't know did you see the first film the end when did you see at the end where they uh gave the like a what, what's it a, a cliffhanger and the cliffhangers for sure we're yeah. gonna go link up with far, far for away. sure yeah linking it back I into like but but i think the film itself is I not guess. trying to be part of the of the shrek uh, overarching thing it's it's very much trying to be a puss in boots film and uh-huh. i think this is the first puss in boots or yeah the first thing in the shrek universe that <laughs> um that takes place after the shrek movies because the other puss in boots i think the show and the first movie are prequels mm. right yes they are yes i don't actually i don't totally remember about the show but i think it was a prequel um yeah yeah and this uh, one's yeah, after it was... shrek is dead right yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shrek is killed yeah. <laughs> the when first shrek episode died, yeah that's right shrek seven the... <laughs> like um the first no. episode first episode of the series starts with the life leaving shrek's eyes <laughs> all right um despite this being a really uh like family-oriented kid show i i really liked uh well one how it uh going back to what you guys just said how it made it its own thing by using those fairy tales that were uh lesser known i mean i guess goldilocks and the three bears are in shrek one i remember seeing them now that yeah I'm about it but, yeah, uh, there's, like there's a, a lot of line. like in the Shrek universe. There's lots of reused characters because in the fourth Shrek movie, which mm-hmm. I think I saw Jesus. once. Wait, no, that's the Rumpelstiltskin one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've yeah, R- Rumpelstiltskin's like huge role, and then but he's also in an earlier movie, but he looks oh, totally different. Like, a like prison line in one or whatever, right? Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's there's lots of that. Like it's not. There's yeah. Retconning not... is not our sin, and I wasn't gonna like really lay into it for it. Like it was no, just... I was just pointing out like it happens in the Shrek universe. The the writers of each movie don't talk to each other, but that's but, fine. <laughs> besides, the real villain, the the uh, John Mulaney character, the uh, the thumb guy. What's his uh, what's uh, Horton? Uh, Horton? Uh, little. I'm not helping you guys. Little horn thumb. Horker. Big. Horn thumb, whatever. I don't know the I don't know the nursery rhyme. Like I've yeah, heard fuck. it, but I I don't know it off the Jack yeah. Horner. Jack that's Horner. it. That's that it. Is. Horner. Yeah. The, I I, I believe a an English nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. Hence why yeah. we probably are very uh, poorly versed in it. They do a scene in his introduction making fun of how nobody gives a shit about his fucking nursery rhyme, and uh-huh. like they show it next to Pinocchio, and Pinocchio's like, "Look how fucking dope I am!" And the, and the, it's like his uh, villain origin story, but it's actually not. If you uh, uh, listen closely, his uh, his origin story is brought up when he's talking with the uh, the conscious mm-hmm. uh, Geppetto, right? That's that. Yeah. Uh, well, the uh, the cricket. Yeah, the, the cricket. Uh... Jiminy Cricket. Yes, the Jiminy Cricket. It wasn't actually him, but I think no. on on IMD he's credit on IMDb he's credited as I think. Um... Oh, I guess they oh, don't have. Sorry, do <laughs> they not have rights? I have to look they... it up. It was really funny. <laughs> it's a. Um... I believe the Jiminy Cricket character. Ethical bug. <laughs> Ethical bug. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Jim. He was when he was talking to Jiminy Cricket. He brought up the fact that. Uh, 
uh, did you have like a terrible childhood? Maybe there's uh, something that went wrong. He's like, no, I was brought up in a mansion with all this stuff that I thought was so good. <laughs> I was like, the whole film was an attack at rich people and really like a lesson for poor people on how you should judge your, your rich heroes. I think like it showed a different, uh, a couple different versions of how you could be rich uh, mm-hmm. with Puss in Boots being like a, an Elon Musk figure and like someone like uh, the Jack Horner being like a, a Bill Gates figure. These these heroes, these people who have control of their fates and how mm-hmm. just like empty they are and what drives them on and what their passions are, right? Like it, I thought it was really funny and that like there was a solution presented at the end too, right? Which is that uh, Puss... Uh, he deals with death. He, he acknowledges death, right? Mm-hmm. If you did that, then you would stop doing all this psycho shit that billionaires do. Like, I don't know, going out to space and trying to colonize Mars and shit like that. Like just, if you just accepted that you're going to die, you would fucking do good things for the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but, uh, there are some people who are just like irredeemable, like the Jack Horner character. I yeah. thought that was, I thought it was really subversive, uh, messaging, but you know, maybe Julian thought it was just a cat film. What do you think? Mm, yeah, it was just a cat film, but a good cat <laughs> film. I enjoyed you it. You liked today? Eh? I did. Watching Puss in Boots die nine times right off the hop. Excellent. <laughs> Eight, but yeah. <laughs> or yeah, I guess. And then um, the dog that introduces himself as <laughs> for brains, man. <laughs> yeah. When he <laughs> goes off swearing at the. Uh, at the bears and the the uh the really chav bear i think it's chav right that fucking uh really yeah. labor working class english accent the dad technically yeah. cockney but cockney you would call them is a what chav. i was looking for i was looking for cockney mm-hmm. um, yeah it was played by um he's oh, a famous actor. actor yeah uh olivia coleman did the mama bear olivia mm-hmm. coleman's way more famous she was the the queen in the crown in seasons three yeah, and four i know uh, she's famous I, I'm selling the audience, Adam. Uh, yeah, yeah, Adam is the audience. This is gonna be weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weird Sorry. for Adam next week. Yeah, We're playing for fucking crickets. The uh, gonna have a pretty big drop in viewership. One hundred percent. That's implying I'm not gonna listen to this episode more than I've listened. To any other. <laughs> he just admitted online that he has he's more uh, inclined deeply to narcissistic. This, but, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, when the dog was doing his bleep swears at the at the English dad, and the English dad goes, "I like the cut of his jib." Like I love yeah. that. Like yeah. the swear words connected them. Like that was so good. I I really enjoyed that they were actual like hard bleeps and not like pussyfooting around it or substituting yeah. words or anything. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You like I couldn't make out what most of the swear words were actually. I I, I thought I could sub in many things. Oh, no. I I did appreciate the hard bleeps. Uh, they were all the n-word when he was talking to the bears. It was Really? All, yep. No. Yeah, I got a copy of the script. I'm going to rewatch that. <laughs> You're lying to me. <laughs> Yeah, he's lying to you. <laughs> I have autism. You can't do that. There is probably at least one in there though, which you know. I you can't. You, you can't say know. there isn't. Yeah, it's it's Schrodinger's N word. <laughs> yeah. No, that Anyways, part rocked. Uh, uh, so my evidence for this is a like a 
a moral lesson against rich people was the intro and i like i thought it really early and it, it came from the intro when he was doing his little party and he had all these people singing his name and he was giving them shit and giving mm-hmm. them stuff uh and it was when the the rich governor came in and uh like everyone hated this guy and he's just like this rich fat noble guy who's like in uh sorry he's got um defects from all the uh inbreeding that he's suffering from right right and uh the comparison between the two types of heroes is like this one guy who's just like full of bravado obviously and obviously a sham right mm-hmm. like the the met the lesson of uh this movie is that all of the puss in boots that has come before is just a fucking sham and that he's a bitch really in reality and that he can't live up to it until like now basically right mm-hmm. uh and it's it just reminded me so much of like Elon Musk and other characters like that. Sam Bankman Freed, other people in the news that are like supposed to be business mogul people who will take you to the promised land and can slay dragons of any type that they want. And really they're just like way shittier than the uh the inbred fucking nobles that we have. Like <laughs> Yeah, they're just they're they're easier for people to latch on to in, in yes. one regard. Yeah. Hence why the whole town is, oh, wow, great, Puss in Boots. And then the governor shows up and everyone just goes, oh, yeah, party pooper, <laughs> womp. Mm-hmm. Well, hang on. That guy had a legitimate claim to his private property. Did he? Which one? The governor. Yeah. Uh, well, I think he had as legit- uh, legitimate a claim as Puss did, which is, you know. Yeah, it was probably Forced. just stolen native land anyways. Yeah, he's definitely Spanish, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, right. In fact, he was made up to be very white Spanish, and the rest of the crowd was made to be very, you know, South, South America Hispanic. Brown Hispanic, I want to say, but I'm scared too. I'm just going to face down that dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we said a lot worse last week. No, <laughs> two weeks you ago. did. <laughs> yeah, but then you gave me an apology, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you if you track the bleeps. I think I think Julian wins. Yeah, but, well, uh, I have the button. That's why. It's true. It's true. Jacob does on the magic button. The magic, the magic sensor button. Yeah, that's an interesting take. Uh, I didn't. I didn't read anything. Uh, I, I didn't really get any political vibes off the film at all, but I wasn't looking for them. Yeah, me neither. But uh, me neither. But I think Puss in really Boots. looking for them. Puss in Boots as my Elon o- Musk is not a bad analogy. No, my no. Other evidence uh, for this is obviously a political film. Is the uh, the narrative about what families are right? Mm-hmm. Like for them to do like just a straight up adoption gig, right? In this modern moment where there's so much. Uh, argument about uh adoption in the uh in the twitter sphere like not in reality right mm-hmm. but in, like the the political reality and that there's this uh movement among minorities to resist it because uh they see it as like uh white people just like erasing their culture and things like that and it's just like uh upper class white people trying to make themselves feel better about the fucking vapid imperialistic capitalism they take part in which is, you know, a critique, but, like, what what else is the alternative? Let kids starve and things like that and suffer brutality for no reason? Yeah. Right? So it's kind of yeah. a rapid critique. 
but uh, I get so, yeah, I get the point behind that. But literally, the best thing you could possibly do for someone is like for a kid who's experiencing poverty is to take them in. And, like, yeah, no, I, I help I, them, I, right? I, I was like, just presenting the critique. Like I, I'm yeah, no, totally I on I, that I, side. I I understand where it's coming from, and I think it's important that cultures are you know preserved. But like uh, the child's well-being, how can that be an evil? Has right? to be paramount. And uh, like more evidence towards that is the linkage between Puss in Boots and his family, right? And like the way that he uh, avoids death is this like. Uh, kind of slapdash family that's put together right his uh, old flame and their new retarded son um i've decided that i'm using the r word uh, the hard r word uh, again <laughs> and uh i'm doing i'm doing an aside here and it's sure. because uh soliloquy <laughs> yeah to the crowd i saw the stage lights mo- dim i saw the movie <laughs> this is my show i don't give a fuck <laughs> um the I saw in a movie that came out in 2022 that uh, a young girl who was like 13 said, you look disabled, right? And I was like, she used that as a slur, right? She just, mm-hmm. That's just the next taboo, right? If we're just going to do shifting taboos, I'm just going to be an old man and refuse to change my fucking vocabulary. Retarded that's how it phase. starts. That's how it starts. <laughs> and here you are. This is the hill you die on. Yeah, this will, I'm not getting conservative, but I will choose uh, weird hills to die on, and I think that's okay. Out of right. curiosity, what is retarded with a soft R? <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. It's <laughs> because um, you're recognizing that it's actually a slur. <laughs> Subconsciously. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. It's, it, it is a negative thing. It is a, a spectrum that extends to people that I I mean no harm, right? Like, and they're not going to be listening to my political podcast. Hopefully, hopefully they're watching Arthur or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, that might have been a, a step yeah. too far. <laughs> but uh, I saw I heard a really good point the other day that the funniest kids you knew in elementary school were just the best at acting retarded. That's funny, right? Uh, uh, yeah, no. No, uh, no. I mean, uh, I'm outnumbered here. I went to a school with a bunch of hicks, and so like that gag was common and always just super offensive. And that's true. I it mm-hmm. was never funny to me. But I I am a terrible child and <laughs> a, a terrible adult uh, by proxy. Um, that could be argued. Um, but I digress. Uh, eh. One time on my quest to make our French teacher. Uh cry Killer I, it was all it was all our uh, quests she uh, i got up on a desk and jumped off it and tucked my legs in and flapped my arms and said really loudly aloud i'm an eagle and i thought it was the funniest thing i've ever done i still <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> let's deconstruct that joke <laughs> well so what's funny about that? <laughs> Just the fucking disruption of it all, the nonsensical okay. of it. I can respect that at least. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't go to school with you three. Um, I probably would have cool. beat you up for that gag, man. Jacob. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I uh, might have. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up the uh, the side plot there about like the yeah family. the B plot because oh, I, yeah. I I, I kind of felt. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll have to think about it. But mm-hmm. that 
whole thing, that whole side kind of felt a little unnecessary. No, no, because like, the way it connects, oh. no, the way it connects to Puss in Boots' family I, it, provides a real escape to the people that the movie is actually directed at, which is not like the titans of industry, but are like the mini tyrants that populate our capitalist uh, world, right? Like the owner of a couple fucking car dealerships or something like that. You can just go get a family, is what the fucking movie's message is. You just got, you can just go love people, like. Okay. <laughs> But okay, but I just kind of felt like I, I hate to say this because oh. I absolutely love Florence Pugh, but like who? I just I, the person who played Goldilocks. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, she's a. Uh, what else is she in? I saw. I looked. She's in a bunch of shit. Um, what's, what's the Midsummer? No. Um, She'd do great at marketing firearms. Fuck. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> Boo! Boo! I'm, I'm filling the space while Jacob Googles something. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't know. It just I kind of felt like every time that it drifted toward that, like I I don't yep. really have a problem with it. No, like, she was in Black a, Widow press recently. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I guess yeah. she she was the Scarlett Johansson's cousin or whatever sister. Yeah. No, I'm with you though, Adam. That felt like unnecessary woke nonsense. No, but it's—I didn't have a problem with the messaging. I think it could have been integrated in a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like what Jacob's saying, it does kind of fit with the plot of the, like the a plot of the movie. But I just—it kind of felt a little disjointed, and that's really my biggest criticism. It felt disjointed, but did you not cry when the mama bear got fucking hurt by Goldilocks and was just like, "Well, no, no matter, dear. We'll get you whatever no, you need." I didn't cry. I, I, didn't cry I shed tears i was like how can mama bear just take that on the chin and just extend love right back it was just like that's good and it could have been nice i just i felt i i mean one of the things i liked about the movie is the fact that it was an hour 40 minutes long like <laughs> yeah. i didn't want to sit for another three hour movie but i probably would have been happy like if this movie was a little bit longer and maybe did explore that a little bit more and built those connections between the two plot lines a little better we're but doing Lawrence of Arabia next I, uh, week. But the other so. thing is, no, the other not. thing is, I did like <laughs> the idea of there of it be, being like kind of a, uh, you know, multiple factions of people all kind of chasing the same thing. Oh, like that's kind of an interesting. Yes, like that's always kind of a fun that like almost like a rat race kind of thing where that, like yeah. you're kind of following these people. They're all in the same goal, and they're all kind of you know, that, it's it's a fun. That like, brings me to something else I wanted mechanic. to mention. This movie felt a lot like Bullet Train. That's yeah. funny for exactly that reason. <laughs> That's a big. I did circle go to come and watch <laughs> Bullet Train, Julian, after trying to predict the plot of Bullet Train. I don't know, some ten episodes ago, yeah. I had no idea what happened in that film uh, <laughs> before I'd watched it. <laughs> the nonsense that I spouted online. I mean, you were close enough based on the trailers, but yeah, yeah, no, the movie's great. Yeah, a whole bunch of characters pursuing the same goal. I feel like the British Chav Bear kid was mm-hmm. in Bullet Train as well. I'm not sure about oh. that. <laughs> that could be me just saying partially, not really racist nonsense, but definitely nonsense. Uh, I mean, come, racist. come on. Aren't you English? I mean, not really. I'm Canadian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's impossible to be racist against English people. That's true. I I, I know I did it. That. I did it very well. <laughs> I, I I I pulled a good gag today with my sister. 
uh, in a Costco today. It was we were hating on English people in public. It went over very well. Oh yeah, swimmingly. <laughs> uh, no, because there were English people like right behind us, and they were very upset. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, just called them imperial dogs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> something about thanking them for inventing slavery and ruining the, uh, you know, the entire <laughs> Western Hemisphere or something like that. Nice. But yeah, to uh, to get back to things, I think I think that Adam makes Julian, a good point. This guy was not bullet trained. This no? was racist. <laughs> yeah, of course racist. it was. Of course it was. <laughs> I, I, was that not was, obvious? I think two I people sound the same. That's not racist, is it? No, well, he's black too, right? So it's not. I, I thought you were talking about the black chav guy from Bullet Train. So now, I mean, like, uh, if I you're was. black and you're English, you're one guy. There's only one <laughs> black English guy. Well, I guess there's him and Idris Elba. And since this guy's bad looking, it can't be Idris Elba, right? Like, <laughs> so you, you just Google and confirm that he wasn't in both movies? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. That sets my mind at ease. Um,. DJ was saying I had a good point about something. Yes, thank you for for allowing your ego to return us to the plot. Um, you, I think you make a good point that the B plot was it. It felt a little flabby. I think it could have been tighter. There there were definitely some moments when I just wanted to get back to the main thing. Um, that that uh, whole that whole bit where they're like in the cabin back at home and Goldie's having this reminisce. But she doesn't really come to terms with anything until a few scenes down the road when she's really pushed to her extreme. I, I don't know. They felt like that was just – they were just checking boxes, essentially. But that was the big reveal of her like her villainy, right? The In that home space that she in her childhood – like her most treasured yeah. possession uh-huh. was that library. I think that's what DJ's that she... saying. That, oh, that's yeah. what DJ's saying. It was an yeah. important moment, but it wasn't really like – there, there was no capital. There was no capitalization on it. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, to really it, it was. They just immediately skipped over to like, here's puss and uh, and soft paws. Just oh, hey, they're trying to get the map. Oop de doo. And they didn't. I don't know. I felt like they could have incorporated her struggle into that scene a lot better. But they just, they're just like, okay, nope. They're back to the three bears and Goldilocks like right off the bat. Okay, counterpoint. Uh, the uh, parts when they uh, were looking at the map early on and the, the environment changed, right? mm-hmm. I thought that was cool the first time it happened. Mm-hmm. And then the next three times it affected the plot, I was like, this is fucking terrible, right? Like, you need to choose a different plot device than other than the entire world changes, right? And, I thought that uh, was... I, I wish they'd used that more, actually. Yeah, well, maybe I'm just just out of the group on this one. I think oh, it was well. interesting world building to have characters own deep vices and and controversies reflected in the world itself um, i thought it was really shallow that the uh, i mean i guess the dog is not just a, a dog he's a, a oh, very innocent and abandoned dog never mind i'm gonna retract that criticism sure um i i think and uh i don't i don't want to sound like i'm lampooning the b plot i think it acted as a really good mirror it really reflected what uh, Puss was was going on with, what what what, what is, was struggling with, uh, you know, the side that wasn't the whole mortality bit, the whole like coming to terms with this weird found family, and yeah. you know Goldie's whole struggle with trying to push away her found family, 
uh, I don't know. I think it. I think it juxtaposed uh, Puss's Puss's own struggles uh, really well. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't punching me in the face with it. It wasn't going. Look how they're both dealing with it differently. It was just kind of like, hey, they're both kind of similarly going through like weird opposites. And I don't know. Hey, jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. One of the things is that just more time with that kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think more time with it would have, would have done it good. What did you guys think about the death character? Yeah. I was just about to bring him up. It was my favorite line in the whole film. Uh, I was going to ask you guys what your guys' uh, favorite line is, but now I'm afraid I won't get to say it if I give you guys any airtime, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that, that he said, uh, I, I'm not lit- I'm not uh, literally, metaphorically, uh, poetically, I am death, right? It's, yeah, I thought that was, that was so good. You are really? metaphorically death, yeah. Really? I, I loved death too, probably my favorite character. Yeah, I really felt good. they were so ham-fisted with him. <laughs> I felt some of his line delivery was just so unnecessary. I wanted, oh man, the way he comes into the scene in that first fight is so good. The the cinematography, the lighting, the atmosphere, it just, wow. What a yeah. menacing character. And then they have him say the stupidest stuff. I they completely have him... disagree with you, DJ. Okay, let me finish I just first. Wanna... Okay, yeah. Let me be really angry first because I'm not going to have the chance to talk in the next 15 minutes. He, <laughs> he, he, yeah. he does that thing. He does that thing where he points at his eyes and points back at Puss. I wanted to smack him in the face. He says that line about I'm not, I'm not metaphorically death. Like, yeah, you don't have to tell me I'm not stupid. I know you're death. You said it. I believe kids. you. That was funny. I think kids that are so funny. smart. You don't need to say that. Children will pick up on it. They're geniuses. It was tongue in cheek. He was like, he was I, like it I'm was, not a it metaphor, did not but need he is to a be metaphor. There. It <laughs> didn't need. I, oh, I was just so offended as a viewer that they were like, he's gonna blurt this out, and it's gonna be a ten second scene. But oh, if we're talking about favorite lines, man, when he just dead ass. No, hold the looking... favorite line. Let Adam respond. Oh. Okay. Well, all, I, I kind of mis, misunderstood what DJ was going for. I, I don't necessarily disagree with what he's saying there, but I, what I was going to say is I liked how, at least as he was introduced, it kind of maybe didn't go quite the way I wanted throughout the mm. rest of the movie, but I liked how death in this movie, instead of being kind of like kind of the dark, stoic figure that he's usually portrayed as, he's mm-hmm. just kind of portrayed as being like this really creepy kind of almost crazy guy yeah like he's a furry (laughs) i guess but like sure but i mean like he's like unsettling on on a level that like a furry (laughs) like a malady i'm talking about like yeah he's like you know almost kind of awkward and like not you know like usually when death is portrayed it's like you know this quiet figure that's like Mm -hmm. you know i i you know rule who dies and what like it's it's yeah yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like solemn stoic figure but this guy's just like yeah. crazy like i i need to kill you <laughs> like yeah. you yeah. you are violating the rules i'm gonna come and fucking rip you apart <laughs> like yeah. that's that is it's a scary portrayal of death he, he's that he doesn't usually get you know he's the kid in your class that if anyone's gonna bring a gun to school it's him 
Exactly, Julian. I want to extend off that. It, and to me, <laughs> just thinking about it now, like if I'm going to attach it back to the rich people uh, advice line that I was doing is the message of the movie. Mm. If if death is going to take us on a personification in the real world, right, that is the fascist kind of semi-movement of the right-wing Republican terror organization, Yal-Qaeda, right, that is kind of sparking up throughout the south of uh, the United States right now. He is that kind of online kind of furry who's just like awkward and can <laughs> kill a whole bunch of kids at, whole, uh, at any time and be the responsibility of your fucking actions in life, basically. Yeah, he's one of the Nazi furries. It makes sense yes. now. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was kind of a portrayal that I haven't really seen before, before we hear sure, DJ, I'm sure it's been done, but yeah. Before we hear DJ's favorite line, I just wanted to say I almost uh, turned around on my love for uh, the portrayal of death mm. uh, when after all this hatred that he has, after Puss learns his lesson, he just goes, "Well, that sucks. I'll see you later." <laughs> like, yeah, that, that sucked. I was like, "That's lame." <laughs> what else? What else do you do when the when the whole moral is? Puss comes to terms with morality or mortality. I think they should have given him his lives back all the same. You know what I mean? Like, really? No way. Well, that like would have been. Wish? Yeah, he oh. actually learned something. Why not reward him? Because what that just absolutely defeats the purpose of him learning. Then what's yeah. the yeah. point of learning anything? Be <laughs> because he because grows he as an individual. Live. Now he can uh, live like every other human. Now he has to creature. work forty hours a week to support that fucking dog. <laughs> like <laughs> he has a lot of money. <laughs> like, did you see <laughs> come on, come on, that was a joke. Like... <laughs> I know he's Elon Musk. For God's sakes, is my argument. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, DJ, what was your favorite line? Um, well, Selma I... Hayek was the. Uh soft pause mm-hmm. i've always been all in on salma hayek i don't know about you guys but like, I, I went always. in i went into her first shut up <laughs> like ever uh, like before jacob like first first yeah I, wow. I was how old were you uh young oh uh, julian <laughs> like really bad young no like like legally like she won't get in trouble but oh like, are you sure know. yeah DJ, okay. what was your favorite line of the movie? Um, I I feel like the parameters here Actually, have changed. Well, real quick, I want to talk about... Um... <laughs> DJ no, will not get to talk. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, DJ, go ahead. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, okay. you, you go ahead. No, you, I, you I, know. I... no, 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 no. Can Julian, I... actually, I, did I... I... No? Jake? Um, okay, yeah, sorry. Adam, go ahead. No, I have Can I my in, favorite line. Interject. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, what a B plot? How about a beep plot? Is that anything? That's funny. Uh, did you just Morse code B? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. Um, yeah. What about it? What about the beep plot? Oh no, that was all I had. Uh, you got the beep, the beep plot, not the B plot. Come on. Okay. Anyways, Adam. Selma Hayek looks like uh, Frida Kahlo with uh, without the big mole on the center of her head or the uh, the uh, unibrow. But if she had both of those things, I would still love Selma Hayek. Anyways, now just as out. like a voice. That wasn't you know who you know who Frida Kahlo is the uh, no. socialist artist. Yes, sounds like a cow's she, name. She used to pal around with Trotsky back in the oh. 30s and 40s. Anyways, go hey, ahead. good for her. 
That wasn't being Morse code, by the way. That would have been really funny, and I wish I'd said that properly. Shucks. Well, okay, you'll get them next time. Burning time here. I, I think both Adam and DJ have a bit they want to do. Adam, do yours, and then DJ will do your best line, and then Julian, you better have a best line so that this works out. Um, if I, I don't have a best line, I'm not someone who usually remembers. No, I thought you said you had a bit to do. We're, we're glossing over your best my line. Bit was, my bit was interrupting DJ. Oh, okay. oh that, that's funny because my bit was was being interrupted by you, <laughs> and and I honestly was, I was going to burn the next eight minutes by allowing you to interrupt me, um, thus infuriating Jacob. And I was really hoping the the last minute would just be Jacob. I guess getting if I had a, a favorite line, it would probably be something that the ethical bug said because I, I really loved I loved him so he much. Was funny. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. I, I, on, on one hand, I I wish there was more of him, but on, mm-hmm. on the same time, I'm I'm glad. Like they really kind of like make a, a perfect uh, yeah play. yeah they gave him some of the best lines of the book <laughs> just <laughs> when he's like accusing jack horner of just being a horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> i i do touching on that i do really appreciate that uh the film the film didn't try to add nuance to horner there was no yeah. there was no he's... gray it was just here's a villain here is an absolutely terrible person they're Shrek bad. has always done a really good job of that, that there are irredeemable people out there, mm-hmm. right? Like, there are Hitlers Lord in the Fuck world. Wad. Yeah. The Prince fairy Charming. godmother. Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. all are dealt with permanently. Like, there's there's no fucking uh, resolution where they live happily ever after. One's eaten, one mm-hmm. is turned into soap, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> they're violently ended. Yeah, and they're like, there are villains that get redeemed in the shrek universe yeah but, but like, not like the main one <laughs> there's always exactly. like one one big shit bag that that's why gets them theirs. doing irredeemable villains is good because they have that uh redemption arc on a couple times i mean it's like the dragon. Yeah. shrek Ducky himself Bucks. is a redemption arc for sure for sure yeah, shrek's the villain and even in this movie like every protagonist was a criminal <laughs> like they uh-huh. were like a, a thief <laughs> like well, I think the, that's, it's literally that's the Goldilocks and the three Mexicans banks. Mexicans are criminals, Adam. You're racist. No, they 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 literally it's the Goldilocks <laughs> yeah. and her family. Is, I can't. They, they refer to themselves as a crime family. I can't believe you'd come on the show and say that, Adam. Yeah, uh, I can't. Me, personally. Sorry, that's <laughs> Julian. Hit me, hit me with the beef. To me, before the show, he called them. Uh, not too late. <laughs> oh, on the draw. Yeah, say it again. No, it's no, no, natural Ju- now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, um. Uh, I'm just being me, Papa. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, it is interesting to then juxtapose uh, Horner to Death because Death is very objectively the villain as well. Yeah, but but more of like a pointed. Is Death a villain? I think I think Death is I a villain. I think they're much more nuanced. I think maybe I shouldn't say a villain. They're definitely an antagonist. Yeah, an antagonist okay. for sure. Because I feel like the way that death was portrayed, maybe yes. with the exception of like right at the end when mm-hmm. he's like, okay, you've learned your lesson. I'm not going to kill you. There's some nuance there. But for the most part, he was like very much like, I'm just going to rip you apart because I don't like how you've been living your life. <laughs> like, Well, he's been personally he had insulting his, death, yeah. to be fair. Death deserved that anger. The little scratched out little cat heads on his sickle of uh, 
him watching puss die over and over again while saying i laugh at death that was very <laughs> funny i laughed I, at that aloud i i don't the think it's, thing... i don't think it's so much as a personal thing i think it's more death really dislikes that puss has no value in living at all i guess there were a lot of cat characters in this movie and i don't think any of the other ones talked about their nine lives mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, it's not just puss didn't. though right women don't mess around with their lives they just you know they keep their lives and that's why salma hayek didn't talk about her past lives she's still got <laughs> them nine lives in the bag baby so do you think that like when a cat gets like really really old and they haven't use their nine lives they like die of old age and then they come back and then they immediately die again that's an interesting like... question <laughs> i assume it's it and they just burn like... through their nine lives in like the span of like 30 seconds just because assume... their body cannot support life anymore i assume cat uh hindu rebirth borrows from catholicism and that you are reborn into your like idealized 30 year old body no matter yeah. the age that you are uh you die at so like even babies will be 30 in hmm. heaven <laughs> I uh, I wonder if if maybe you haven't burned them, maybe it gives you extra draws for like a like Jesus. an afterlife lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I don't know. They win like uh, heavenly yarn balls, uh, <laughs> uh, little little chew toys, catnip. Yeah, really good like catnip. Also note that most of the other cats in the movie were not sapient. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I, yeah, mm-hmm. that was weird. A little bit, it yeah. Definitely, definitely speak. is. I, if I remember correctly, there's a point in Shrek Two, maybe the first Puss in Boots movie, where he, uh, Puss, uh, just bareface hits on another cat who is obviously yeah. not not <laughs> on the so same you? cognitive yeah. level as him. That's something else I wanted to talk about because in the series, mm-hmm. which I like, I said I think is a prequel to the Shrek movies, but but DJ, the the cat he was like uh, Soft Paws, he was with her in the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that would have been like before uh, the series and before the Shrek movies. Mm-hmm. And they reunited in this movie. But there was another chick in that series. Was there? That's like the cat, ver- That's like yeah. a cat version of Indiana Jones marrying looks, the first lady in the fourth one. Anyway. Looks identical. <laughs> yeah, I oh. guess that, that, that is a good parallel. Looks almost identical <laughs> to this one, but she's like white instead of black. Ah. But I, I, I thought it was weird because like that whole series, like, builds up their relationship and like oh. at the end i think they both leave the town together uh-huh. and then we just like have no idea what yeah. happens to this they, we know they tried to get chick. married and they failed no no i'm talking about the other the the one that he gets with after oh so there's another the cat time. woman oh that that made me think i do have a favorite line in the movie it's when he is apologizing to her about leaving her at the altar and she's like oh i didn't show up either. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, didn't that, believe her that, that was really good. I laughed That's at that so line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Just to close out the episode, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, to shift to some international politics. Oh, hang on, hang Can on, I get on, one on, more stinger? On. Yeah, Ooh. one more stinger. DJ, what was your favorite line of the movie? Oh, uh, death says pick it up, and wow, I got chills. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just oh, the delivery, the scene, the way the it goes The first time? Yeah, when he says pick it up, and Puss just shits a brick and runs away like yeah i'll just run a little long i I completely agree that whole you uh mentioned this earlier that whole first scene with death was just Mm. perfectly done brilliant oh some of the best animation i've seen in i think i want to say like decades the way i love the animation it was good yeah yeah 
the it, the way they handled the action was so fun and like engaging, but it looked mm-hmm. like it saved so much money as well. It must be yeah. the future for <laughs> animation, in my opinion. I think it's it, it was an artistic choice, like it, it for sure. That animation style, like you, we've I've seen it in a few other recent animated movies, mm-hmm. like Spider Verse. It's very Japanese. Yeah, Spider Verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works. Like it's you know the frame. It, I don't know what it is. Like the frames. It they, works they, they just they punch cheap. it they punch it up it's yeah. they take a lot of inspiration from old traditional animation and they go here are your keyframes here's where the action hits and it just it works so well mm-hmm. i thought you're yeah. an actual animator i actually know how this shit works and nobody ever <laughs> yeah. talks to me about it <laughs> oh, i'm glad you liked it too because i was like wow this is really good and yeah you should have yeah, brought that i wonder what dj thinks you should take a minute talk about it oh no god i could i could talk about it for like i would need another whole episode to talk about all the crazy stuff they get away with in this film okay i'm gonna ask you next week but i want to talk about international politics before Mm -hmm. we close out you want a stinger can i get a stinger yeah absolutely blackberry yeah (laughs) now was that was that the stinger or did you just get adam to say i misclicked hang on it was the stinger All right. Since we have a guest this week, I just wanted to ask like a person that isn't just like plugged into this shit. That, like maybe it has extended to a regular damn person. Uh, have you heard of the city Bakhmut, Adam? I didn't. I didn't agree to this. Okay. No, you did when you just came on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you signed that way. Bakhmut. Um. Just say no. <laughs> no, I I haven't. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I, I I was really Good. hoping you'd say yeah. I was really hoping you'd say yes and that you'd seen it on CNN. But anyways, no big deal. Uh, I've been I've been very isolated the last couple weeks. <laughs> fair enough. Stuff. My my computer's not working. I've just been like playing guitar. I think the uh, not even on my phone. I think last week. Uh, I don't think the episode is up yet, but the. Uh, I said that I could confirm that Solidar had fallen, which is just to the north of uh, Bakhmut. The and, train uh, station, right? Yeah. The, the, the train station has fall, fallen as well now. That was the last holdout, mm. the last time I reported to you yeah, in right. Solidar. This is in Ukraine, by the way, Adam. Yeah, I figured. And uh, the city that they're trying to get by taking Solidar to the north is Bakhmut, which is like uh, a big city in the center of the line, right? You got to take it to be able to crack the line because it's like a supply hub and it's interconnected with all the rails and the the town itself operates as a fortress, right? All these reasons you got to take this fucking city. I think they've taken it basically at the time of speaking, the Russians. They've, uh, they're in the middle of an offensive and it's like being really quieted down uh, because, you know, propaganda, we live in a big brother state mm-hmm. but uh and that's why the germans did this uh kind of like a chicken game with the americans about sending the tanks uh to the ukraine and then sent the tanks anyways they sent lots of leopard twos mm. just the leopard they... 2a5s uh they they said they're going to supply the leopard 2a5s that other fucking uh countries are sending right which means they're sending the leopard 2a7s before uh, before long I thought they. Well, still a hard no, but it's not a hard no. They're they're supplying the leopards that they've sent to other countries that are the other countries are now sending. To, it's a change of position. Interesting. And 
but the uh, you are right. They are oh. playing chicken with the Americans right now because they don't want to do it alone. They want the Americans to send their tanks as well. But it's a different thing for the Americans because the M1A1 Abrams is a complicated tank. It has a jet engine that runs in a circle to destroy its gas. And so that means for them to be able to operate M1A1 tanks, they need Americans basically in Ukraine to fucking repair and keep them up to date and shit like that. And if there's Americans in Ukraine, the Russians can just kill those Americans, to, you know, escalate to de-escalate. Actually, uh, I'm Googling here just to keep myself in the loop. And the Americans have said, yes, they're going to send up to 30 tanks, apparently. When did that happen? 51 minutes ago, according to BBC. Damn. So Damn. it is escalating. And I am going to be right, Julian. He will throw a nuke. And then we got to get clips of me saying that That's everywhere. me being right. I guess it's us right. being right. Come on. <laughs> We're in this together. These are Even all, Adam now. These are all left look predictions coming true. And yeah, now Adam's implicated. Adam, while, while we have you here in the last, in the few final seconds, do you want to have your first and perhaps um, only uh, left look take? Your prediction? Oh yeah, make um, a prediction about anything. Sure. Um... Summer's coming. No, hang on. We gotta wait for that. <laughs> That's my prediction. Can I just have a final word? Sure. And and then we just we stop the episode after I say it. Okay. No, well, Julian has yeah. to say. Summer. I'll say summer is coming. There you go. Okay. Now Adam with the and final then, word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now. Yeah. Now. Yes. Okay. Um, pussy and boobs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>